This is Deep Dive. I'm Fei Fei. Last Tuesday, like many children here in China, my eight-year-old started coughing. So I tried booking an appointment at the renowned Beijing Children's Hospital. We wanted to do some testing to see what kind of infection my child had before getting any prescriptions. This has been my routine for basically every flu season. But it seems that I need to be more patient this year. My appointment number was as high as 1,083, meaning 1,000 plus patients were ahead of me. This leading children's hospital has always been packed, but over 1,000 people in line—that's something really rare. So I canceled that appointment and went to my community hospital instead. I waited in line for an hour at that clinic. It was also an unprecedentedly long wait. It seems that every child I know who is over three is either coughing, having a runny nose, or has a fever. What exactly is happening this winter? Then I remembered that around this time last year, some of my friends in Australia and the United States were complaining about RSV and prolonged coughing among their children. Another question popped up here. Is the situation even worse outside of Beijing and even outside of China? And is it related to COVID in some way? My colleague Wu Yan's been following the developments, so I sat down with her in this episode to delve into the spikes in respiratory infections among children in China this winter. This episode is brought to you on Thursday, November the thirtieth. During these Flu season at the moment. Is it unusual, really, to see this surge in respiratory infection? First, it's not unusual to see a spike in respiratory illnesses in winter,、um, because the northern hemisphere's flu season begins in October and can run until the end of May, which covers the winter time. And during last winter, after lifting COVID restrictions, many countries in the northern hemisphere were hit by a so-called triple demic. Of influenza, RSV, and COVID nineteen, placing severe strain on public health systems. And、uh, what's unusual here this winter is that the increase in flu-like illnesses occurred earlier and、uh, harder than previous years. It's unusual, but it's not surprising because two months ago, WHO, the World Health Organization, has warned of the possibility of multiple viruses. Will be circulating at the same time, a situation that is very likely to happen this autumn and winter, like it did last year in Europe and in America. And we are seeing overloads in hospitals, especially in children's hospitals here in Beijing. And what exactly caused these overloads we are seeing in the medical system? Well, the increase of respiratory illnesses cases is the first. Reason,、um, the flu season comes in winter, and、uh, there is a combination of known pathogens, including influenza and mycoplasma, also make things worse. And second is cross infection. For some children who have mild symptoms, their parents would also take them to hospitals, where in the packed waiting room they may get other viruses. 
Mattel's test results show positive in both mycoplasma pneumonia and influenza A. I think her illness is much serious than previous years. I came with her dad. He's now lying up in hospital. He told us there were still more two hundred patients before us. And、um, the third reason is the COVID prevention and control measures were lifted. It's it is the first. Winter after the lift of all those measures, the COVID prevention strategies cut the spread of COVID, but also the transmission of other pathogens over the past three years, and that's why we see that the、uh, emergence of the cases related to respiratory illnesses seem to be way more. Than that last year and the the year before last year, and fourth is human mobility. A、uh, human mobility plays an important role in the spread of viruses. After the whole lifting of COVID prevention and control measures, these parents and the kids across China embraced their first summer day holiday, which lasts around two months. And many parents in China took their children out and have fun this summer, which increased the mobility, obviously. And also, the、um, expose their kids to the risk of getting infected with some contagious viruses, and、uh, this situation has become even severe in Beijing. Is because Beijing is a is one of the biggest cities in China. It has twenty one million population, and among these residents, over a third of them are floating population. Which means that there will be、uh, more mobility in Beijing, and、uh, the overload in children's hospitals、uh, reveals some chronic challenges facing China's medical system. I'm not very surprised to see there are so many people that the, the waiting rooms are packed with parents in the Beijing Children's Hospital, which is the best. Children's Hospital in China. Many parents, even not just the local residents in Beijing, but also some residents from other cities and provinces, will took their children to this children's hospital in Beijing. And、um, before this flu season, many of our colleagues who have kids would、uh, go to the children's hospital. Would see that this hospital was full of people all the year round. They are packed with people,、um, and that revealed a very,、um, I think, is a chronicle of challenge in China that the quality pediatric resources were are have been highly concentrated in big cities like Beijing, Shanghai, and Guangzhou. That's why we see the overload in pediatric units in Beijing, and.、Um, In China, there's. If you look at the bigger picture, we have a so huge population of kids, but we don't have enough pediatricians and pediatric units to serve them. That is,、um, actually, China's health authority have been addressing this issue for years, but it takes time. All in all, growing flu rates, cross infections, and medical workforce shortages are combining to stretch pediatric care capacity at hospitals and at outpatients at community level to the breaking point at one time. And what exactly did the Chinese authorities react to these current overloads in children's hospitals? Uh, the Chinese authorities has urged hospitals to extend their service hours. 增加医疗服务的供给
will enhance the supply of medical services. Hospitals are required to open their outpatient departments as much as possible. Outpatient services for respiratory illnesses and fever should be opened on a regular basis in all hospitals and medical institutions at all levels. At the same time, we'll actively create conditions to open night clinics with all information about the extended outpatient services released in a timely and accurate manner. For instance, in Beijing, the pediatric units have increased night shifts, and、uh, some hospitals even offer online services for parents. They to help parents to seek、uh, help online. They don't have to go to hospitals because most in most cases the children only show mild symptoms like coughing and sneezing and nausea. They don't have to go to hospitals. And、uh, at community level, there have been increased、uh, pediatric outpatient services. What about schools? How have they、mm-hmm. been addressing more sick children and students? Well, for some schools that see more respiratory illnesses cases, they suspended classes. But most schools are operating as usual. But they establish their own monitoring system. Once they discover a kid that may show some symptoms of respiratory illness,、um, they will report to their parents. And then the kids will be asked to stay at home instead of going to classes and cause other infections. And、uh, also, the schools in Beijing have started their regular disinfection、uh, every week. They have some regular disinfection to ensure the hygiene environment for children and keep the classes ventilated well. And at the same time, the World Health Organization (WHO) has asked China for information about、mm-hmm. this round of infection. And why exactly did the WHO ask for this information? Well, it's a common practice for the WHO to ask、um, information on any. Contagious viruses that might cause public health risks, and、uh, it's normal for a country or for the health authorities from a country or a region to report about their rising contagious cases to the World Health Organization, and to help build this big data bank. And the report about for information and the data will help this health agency to build its monitoring system. Which can help offer some advice for the public across the world in a timely manner. And、uh, this time, after assessing this information offered by the Chinese authorities, the WHO said no new or unusual pathogens had been found in recent illnesses in China. October 2023,、uh, WHO has been monitoring data from Chinese surveillance systems. In the current outbreak of respiratory illnesses, the reported symptoms are common to several respiratory diseases, and as of now, at the present time, Chinese surveillance and hospital systems report that the clinical manifestations are caused by known pathogens in circulation. Microplasma pneumonia is a common respiratory pathogen and a common cause of pediatric pneumonia, and is readily treated with antibiotics. 
So this offered a very reference for uh, health officials from other countries and regions. For instance, the Philippine health chief was referring to the WHO's report published in November regarding the increased cases of uh, respiratory ca- respiratory diseases and clusters in among Chinese children. He said it's not a new virus, and uh, he tried to reassure the general public that it. Everything is fine. It's okay. Don't be get panicked. And uh, the health chief also attributed the rising respiratory cases in China to the country's weather, because we are getting colder. Yeah. By the day, and I think the reason why this Philippine expert is sort of reassuring his public in his country mm-hmm. is that some reports have been using the word mystery pneumonia. When referring to these current outbreaks here in China, so、mm-hmm. is this really something that mysterious so far, according to what we've been seeing here? There's nothing mysterious. The sources of the illnesses are all known germs. For instance, influenza, which is a common respiratory illness across all the countries in the northern hemisphere, and second, mycoplasma pneumonia infections. And this word mycoplasma has become a buzzword that scrambled headlines on、uh, social media and newspaper.、Mm, mycoplasma pneumonia is a common bacterial infection which typically affects younger children with weaker immune system, and、uh, it is the main cause of the so-called walking pneumonia. Because the symptoms are comparatively mild and last only at most two weeks. It usually lasts one or two weeks, and when children show symptoms of this、uh, mycoplasma,、um, they are advised. Many of them are advised to stay at home, to drink enough warm water, and keep their houses ventilated. They can get over that. They don't have to go to hospitals. And、uh, the third on this list is respiratory syncytial virus, known as RSV, which is a popular word in the U.S. because we have seen. Serious outbreaks last November in the United States and Canada of this virus. It is a common respiratory virus that usually causes mild and cold-like symptoms. Many people recover in a week or two, just like the flu and other respiratory illnesses. But RSV can be serious. For instance,、uh, infants and older adults are more likely to develop severe symptoms with RSV. The fourth on the list is adenoviruses, which are common causes of respiratory illnesses, but most infections are not severe. And、uh, SARS-CoV-2, which is a variant of COVID-19. And at the same time, on a lot of videos, for example, on Douyin, the Chinese TikTok, I've been hearing talks about the concept of immunity debt. Referring to the current outbreaks of different kinds of bacteria or viruses related to the COVID nineteen control measures over the past several years, so、mm-hmm. is this concept of immunity debt really a real thing? Well, the immunity debt or immunity gap is more of a hypothesis so far, and there's no consensus over this among health authorities. When everyone stayed at home for the past three years to prevent the spread of 
the coronavirus, it seemed to change the typical um, virus season. Uh, cases counts of flus and um, mycoplasma were low during the past two years, and that created an immunity gap, according to some health experts. And the kids who normally would have caught the viruses in those years are instead catching them now. Take the U.S., for example. Last November, when the U.S. braced its first winter after lifting its travel restrictions, CDC data show that the RSV hospitalization rate was 10 times higher than usual for that point in the season. And children were especially at risk. The pediatric units across the United States were overwhelmed by an unseasonally early surge of respiratory viruses among toddlers, including RSV and the flu. Some parts of the the U.S. have completely run out of pediatric beds. And at that time, the whole medical system in the U.S. have faced a huge strain. And pediatric groups have been urging the U.S. government to declare a public health emergency in response to the surge in respiratory illnesses in children. But the Biden administration sidestepped the cause. Ironically, the Western media didn't say that outbreak as mysterious cases. And now we are seeing a new round of flu season already starting here in China and also in other countries like the U.S. and Canada as well. So what should we do in terms of precaution for this flu season? Well, for precautions, I spoke with Wu Zhiwei, who is the director of the Center for Public Health Research from Nanjing University. He told me that first get vaccinated. The type A flu vaccinations are proved to be very effective. So get vaccinated earlier, ahead of the flu season. And some other simple precautions are very similar to what we have done over the past three years during the prevention of COVID. For instance, wearing the mask in crowded areas and settings and uh, get to ensure enough ventilation of rooms and your houses and um, personal hygiene, hand washing, covering coughs and sneezes with a tissue or bent elbow just to avoid crowded places is the best policy. Well, in the United States, a warning has been issued as flu cases sweep the country. At least seven states are reporting well high levels of flu cases. Australia is seeing a surge of children needing hospital care after catching the flu. Early wave of flu, high Canada's rates of Canada's health authorities say the official start of the country's flu season is set to arrive any day now. As the Northern Hemisphere embraces the flu season, Australia's health data monitoring their flu season that normally run from May to October could help us with predicting what to expect. The 2023 flu season there started earlier than usual, and those aged below 16 took the hardest hit. Authorities say, similar to 2022, the highest number of cases occurred among children aged 5 to 9, followed by children aged under 5 and those aged 10 to 16. In October, the U.S. CDC also published their review of the 2022 flu season, saying that the 2022-23 influenza season began early, coinciding with the circulation of other respiratory viruses. 
The authority also classified that year as a high severity season for those under 18, noting a higher than usual rate of hospitalization. Experts say this is concerning if the trend continues next year. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Deep Dive. If you like what you just heard, don't forget to follow us on your podcast platform. Just search for Deep Dive. You can also leave comments to tell us what you want to know about China and beyond. This episode is brought to you by me, Fei Fei, and my colleagues Zhang Zhang and Qizhi. Special thanks to CGTN radio reporter Guo Yan. I'll see you in the next one.